0: Hello, Mr. Lucknut, sir. Just wanted to congratulate you on your 2018 NPSL National Supporter of the Year Award. You're One, two,
1: three, four! <music>
2: Welcome to Amateur Hour. My name is Chris Davis and joining me as always is a man who th- thinks that uh, Lionsbridge is the new Asheville rather than Greenville. It's Ben Gosshorn. How's it going, Ben?
0: <laughs> You're starting this episode off with a uh, a pretty damning statement. Um, That's what I try to do. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that is pretty pretty typical here alongside the, <laughs> the amateur-ness of everything. Um, but we are also welcomed by our our second and uh final um
2: <clears throat> patreon participant member is the way i've worded member it. yeah, yeah. That, that sounds more official um, that's what our blog calls it so i figured that sounded they? good
0: yeah okay that, that's good um but we are welcomed by chris aka grinch allen um thank you for taking time out of your out of your day and everything and uh thanks for being on the show chris
1: yeah absolutely so what do you call um two amateurs and a rookie that have a show
0: Ooh, uh i don't know i'm not good at stuff on the spot like that uh yeah
1: probably the end of the episode or the end of the show for sure (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah the the fact that this is our last episode of the year is a coincidence we swear um it's not that we've been canceled i guess um but I guess we, we're doing this by ourselves, so we would be canceling it ourselves, I suppose.
2: There you oh, go. No. Um, I think I feel we're starting like you're to, overthinking this, buddy. Yeah, we're definitely starting to ramble <laughs> here, or I am. Um, we are like a minute in. Yeah. Who are you rambling? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And uh, congrats again on uh, Mr. Lugnut there, uh, as you, you guys heard in the intro, uh, on winning the 2018 NPSL Supporter of the Year Award. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. How about that? Um, I think it goes. To uh, show exactly what uh, the Milltown operas are about in terms of uh, supporting an FC, you know. So he is the cute face, but definitely uh, Milltown operas made that happen, and you guys were there to support us at times. So we appreciate that support for sure.
2: Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. So before we get into like how you became a big soccer fan and a supporter of, uh, you know, pretty much all of us. Uh, folks doing this sort of podcast and whatnot the first question that i want to know the answer to is why is your nickname grinch because you seem to be like the opposite of the grinch or maybe the grinch at the end of the movie where he gets there, there you go back uh, there you go also you used to be a grinch and now you're like the the nice version of the grinch at the end of the movie
1: yeah sure that'll work so <laughs> uh long story short um just a nickname that was accumulated from uh my mother and um, kind of just stuck and um you know the history there was just dr seuss uh rhyming if you've ever seen my twitter you know i'm kind of uh take something and make it my own or at least spin it away Mm -hmm. and you know kind of i guess you know what i'm saying there but uh oh yeah you make a lot of
2: different lyrics and stuff you put online i I do just
1: yeah so um you know a little dr seuss action there with uh just to have a little bit of fun and make some little Little banner back and forth. That's all.
2: Okay. Well, that's cool. I, that's something I was wondering because I was like, he is like the opposite of a Grinch. Not only do you, uh, were you, you are our first Patreon member for Amateur Hour, but you, if I'm not mistaken, you're also a Patreon member of yeah, that soccer show and Soccer and Sweet Tea, uh, the blog as well. Correct.
1: I am. I um, I like to uh, I like to support my local soccer. Obviously, I think that it's uh, it's important for that you know for our community and for the sport in general. Um, and I'd like to support it in any way possible. Definitely a fan of contributing to anything that, in any way, that, you know, helps the sport and the community. So, and I think that the Soccer and Sweet Tea group, you guys, Chris Ashley and that show, do a great job of presenting the fans and the community with uh, the sport and how it affects the local community. So I think it's great. So I'll support anything in that, in that fashion. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we definitely appreciate it, and I think even more so than uh, simply being a Patreon member, you're always hyping up stuff you think's cool online, you know, through Twitter and all that. And it's you yeah. know, it's always really appreciated to know that somebody out there is listening and enjoying what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, so we really appreciate it.
1: Right. Well, it's yeah. it's good because not a lot of people listen to me. So if I've got if I can support another avenue that people listen to me, I'm fan. Of, I'm a fan yeah. of that too. So.
2: Yeah. yeah that makes Very sense. Cool. So, you said your mom uh, started the whole Grinch nickname, and from what Ben told me, Lugnut isn't the only kid you have that has a a nut-related nickname. I was curious, uh, what was the theme behind that? Where'd that come from?
1: Uh, I guess just because we're crazy. I don't know. You know, some of that, I'll I'll keep it uh, PG here, so we're just kind of (laughs) a crazy family here, and uh, so my oldest son is active duty Air Force, and his name is uh, Pierce, and uh, his nickname is Peanut, my... uh, Uh Other son Connor, his name is uh, nickname is Coconut, and uh, of course, Lethan is uh, Lugnut. So uh, my daughter's just nuts. She's just crazy. uh, Willow's just uh, she's our man. She's crazy. So yeah, that's that's how all that works out. <laughs> oh, well, that
2: makes sense. So uh, it's definitely yeah. uh, you got a whole theme there. I just thought that was really funny when Ben told me, like, yeah, no, lug not the only one. Yeah. i was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was that was pretty darn creative.
0: Uh, just kind of get to know you through the through the tailgating and whatnot. Um, which uh, for those that don't know, uh, Grinch is basically like he's like the orchestrator. There, there is also uh, oh, I'm forgetting his name, and I feel terrible. Russell,
1: yeah, Russell um, and Tormen. Russell, yes, Russell yes, Alexander, Russell and- yeah. Yeah, yeah, Russell and Tory we've it's kind a of contingency. Yeah, exactly. We've kind of uh, dubbed ourselves the uh, A team um, yeah. because of the last name. So yeah, we uh, actually, actually, we're all together now at um, playing some footy in the Courtyard Marriott as we speak. Actually, so oh, nice. Oh, really? Yeah, yep. it's a cool little
0: space they got there that they can do it, different things and whatnot.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, literally, we foot- we're we're, um, we're right here in the little AstroTurf area next to the fall playing a little football with. Uh, with Lathan and the and the kids. So it's uh that's yeah, good time.
0: Yeah, man. Um so one thing we wanted to kinda do here to, to highlight your soccer fandom and, and kinda get to know you a little bit more is take us back, um, I guess to some different teams you support and where you I guess began your soccer fandom because I know you're a Bournemouth fan. Uh you're part of the, the Cherry family, I guess you could say. I don't I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> um, but, it uh, probably isn't a thing cause that sounds terrible, but you are, you're also, uh, a big like Mississippi Bria fan. Um, so kind of take us back to where you first were introduced to the game, I guess.
1: So, yeah, that's a great question. So, um, my personal experience with the sport, um, at a very young age, you know, recreational, maybe one or two years at the most, I played mostly baseball, but was always a fan of, um, you know, just sports in general, but. Um, what really brought me to soccer big time was in Mississippi. We had a uh, guy that went to my high school at Northwest Rankin, Justin Map. Uh, he went to that school and ended up going to an academy and ended up getting drafted out in MLS. So hmm. huge following there, just in terms of love, love seeing a local you know guy yeah. make it up through the ranks and um, you know to do that. So Mississippi Brilla came later. And I live so far away from the coast there and traveled so much that it was just a, an occasional support there, just really just keeping up with it. You know, wasn't able to attend any matches there, but, you know, it's my home state, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I try to follow and support anything that comes out of there, um, as well as now that my home is in South Carolina, so um, support as much as I can here, so. Really have to, I have to credit that to Justin Map, you know, making it big in the MLS and um, following him throughout his ranks through there. So,
0: very cool. It's interesting that you uh, you got that like, kind of like homegrown uh, birthplace of your of your fandom, yeah, I guess I guess you soccer fandom, sure, absolutely soccer fandom. But uh, wh- where does the Bournemouth side of things come to play? I, th- I think you may have told me a little bit about this, but but expand upon that a little bit more because Bournemouth. Yeah, you don't, I don't know that I've ever met another Bournemouth fan.
1: Well, that's good, so at least you know one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my friend, Scott Childs, uh, grew up right next door to each other in Mississippi, and um, he uh, enlisted in the Marines and was off a while, and he and his wife, Victoria, settled in um, Bournemouth, and um, we hmm. communicate over social media, and um, he really got me tuned into to the, the English Premier League, and, you know, of course, just a general fan, and and uh how how you how you pick a team or how you get attached to a team uh to me is you know you either have a personal experience or um it's brought up through uh, how you were raised and the family that supported that you know so um having that tie there to Bournemouth was just hey he's right there at Vitality Stadium lives just really close uh his you know they've got um their support right there they've got their families involved with it so that's, that's why I support them, man. Other, other than the fact that you know, that's a that's a Cinderella story in itself. If you know that story about Bournemouth and how they came up through almost being not a non-existent, hmm. and came up through uh, the different championship levels and then was able to make it into the Premier League. So um, if you've never listened to or heard that story, you should definitely check that out because I'm a I'm a huge fan of an underdog. So yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, they, they were really impressive. I remember when they first came into league. What was it? Was it last season or a year before? I
1: think they've been in there uh, three, or four seasons now. And I, wow, again, flies. <laughs> total, total rookie here. So, uh, um, I, I would have to go back and look to be completely really honest. Right, yeah.
2: but w- whenever it was, I remember seeing them, and it was they had existed for something like 125 years and had never been in the top flight mm. of English football. Period. That's right and you know they've stayed up ever since they've been up however long it's been uh yeah the the years kind of uh you know all gel together where i'm not sure i know this isn't their second season necessarily but i didn't i didn't know how long it was exactly but uh, definitely an impressive story to mm. see them and i think their stadium's like way smaller 11, than, than any other premier League yeah i mean it's, I you're talking
1: about you're talking about maybe 11 or twelve thousand, if i remember correctly that mm-hmm. their stadium that's so cool. at a uh, premier level that's really small i suppose but mm-hmm. um there's some passionate fans there for sure. Um, yeah. And, uh, that's, that's a, that's a great story. So again, definitely a huge fan of an underdog.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's really cool. I can definitely agree with a, like a fandom such as that. It's pretty cool. It's cool connections that you have to, to different teams and whatnot. Um, so how did you, when did you first hear about Greenville FC and what, what made you want to really get involved as involved as you have? Cause you've been, I mean, your son won supporter of the year. So that doesn't happen by accident. Um, so right. tell us a little bit about like when you first heard about Greenville FC and, and kind of your road to where you've, you're at now.
1: So probably if I recall hearing about it the first time was actually through social media. So uh, yeah. very homegrown in terms of the way this club was, uh, you know, started and has grown and, um, has, you know, the support for it has grown for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And if I have to give the entire credit, it would be through the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network. So, kind of mm-hmm. got into following some of the local Carolina clubs, and through um, them. And obviously, there was you know through those channels, heard word of it, and I just knew that, hey, I just got to be involved. I just got to, I got to show up and show out. So, yeah, you know, got got season tickets, started contributing to, uh, you know, Soccer and Sweet Tea, and. Yeah, that soccer show and you guys through those channels, the Patreon there. And um, just, just knew that I had to be involved. and knew that, you know, it would be a great family outing for us. Yeah. So got, season, got season tickets and showed up.
0: That's really cool because I think me as a non-family person that doesn't have a family or kids or anything like that, I kind of see soccer through a certain lens where it's – I don't necessarily see it through like a family atmosphere in a way. It's probably just the way I – um, go about doing things, but that's interesting to see that that was something you really wanted to, um, being a soccer fan and being a part of Greenville FC was something you felt would be valuable to you. That's, that's really cool to see that, um, that, uh, example. Yeah.
1: So when, when we showed up though, it was, it's really crazy because, you know, my wife, she, she was like, well, you know, how is this going to be? And I was like, huh? you know, I don't honestly know. I don't, it, it, part of me didn't really care. In terms of, yeah. <laughs> if you just show up to a place with a with a you know a suburban full of kids, because we roll you know five or six deep a lot of times, and yeah. um, how how are people going to be about you showing up with kids and a toddler especially, you know because look nuts three, I mean he's still three, we got to remember that, so <laughs> yeah. he's going to throw his tantrums and he's going to act out and all that, mm-hmm. but we weren't sure how the tailgaters were going to be because of course I'm like huge fan of soccer but I'm even a more huge fan of beer so um yeah how are people gonna be yeah how are people gonna be with you know this type of atmosphere so uh, and part of me didn't really care so we was like if it doesn't work out it didn't work out but everybody was very accepting very just very familial feel to it so um hmm. it just worked out and of course seeing him out there and having fun and there being no um judgment or, or what have you about it it was just it kind of just went on its own it kind of just grew from there you know, i planted the seeds and it just kind of grew which is awesome
2: yeah i mean that definitely makes a lot of sense especially since you've been so out in front like in your support for greenville from the beginning i mean we were at that very first game and Lugnut was drumming with the supporters we were all there with the most rowdy of the, the the crowd there for that first home match i mean pretty much right away between you know him you know drumming on the drums then we got to give a good bit of credit to uh Brittany on the photographs i mean she always takes amazing oh, but, photos of everybody but, uh, there and especially Lugnut.
1: yeah she's 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 provided me with some uh some captured moments that will last a lifetime i mean it's yeah. i can't speak to the volume of just the love i have for her ability to take the pictures and her and um evan and you know showing up and showing out with us and Just, uh, yeah, those moments that she's captured have been absolutely, you know,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: stellar. Just awesome.
2: Yeah, for sure. So with all that, it's like Greenville immediately has this interesting supporter culture of a mixture of guys can be rowdy, but not so rowdy that you're not comfortable bringing your three-year-old around. Because, you know, they'll be kid-friendly with them. And uh, it just creates a great atmosphere for everybody, which I think is awesome for
0: Greenville. Yeah. I think it's cool to see that they were – not that they, I mean, you, like you said, you're you're going to show up and you're going to do your thing, kind of regardless. But it's cool that Greenville FC essentially was fostering towards that type of atmosphere and and really um, was receptive to to having those different uh, types of fans and things like that um, sure. be a part of their supporter culture and and obviously a part of their um, image, really, if you think about it, because mm-hmm. um, different clubs can kind of take different. Um, images or identities yeah yeah. um so it's really cool that uh greenville embraced that as a as a club
1: Uh, i would agree i mean i I think it's um obviously we're 100 percent supportive of that fc and the staff Mm -hmm. and the team there and and uh we've you know we've been a part of it we'll continue to be a part of it and um they've been very supportive of uh of the environment so that's i think it's great
2: so with that being said, I'm curious to get your impression on the stuff going on with the Greenville pro soccer and how that is. Cause I mean, you've come in, you've embraced this team that's here and yet there's another team coming and you know, you see some stuff about maybe the hopes that they'll work together, but you also see a lot of things about them working against each other. How do you feel as a new Greenville FC fan with another Greenville professional team coming in to the same market?
1: You know, it's a it's a tough situation. I think that um, if you're a soccer fan, uh, the more soccer we can get, the better. Um, with that being said, you know, it's just it's a tough situation. I know that you know my I know where my allegiance and my alliance and and all that is. Um, I haven't been in contact with any of the the other uh, Greenville clubs um, members or anything like that. A lot of the Information I have is all scuttlebutt, um, which right. is which is all fans talking. You know what I mean. So I, I have no idea. Not that I'm privy to either side of of uh, either of it. Um, but you know, if I don't know with everything that's going on with uh, if you think about Detroit City and Chattanooga and all mm-hmm. these groups, um, it definitely has the feel of of uh, David and Goliath story, which um, yeah that is what it is. Um, I don't mm-hmm. obviously don't think that the green pro soccer has any intent of, um, um, back in doubt or doing any, you know, that's not, that's not what mm-hmm. that group's about. I mean, if, if we talk about the money that's there behind that group and that team, um, you know, that's, that's big stuff. Um, yeah. but you got to have the fan base to support it. And, um, I think that, I think that they will have some fans, but um, I know that Greenville FC uh, and its supporters are going to show up and show out, and we're going to you know, we're going to bleed for our club. So that's that's the plan. Yeah, sounds
2: yeah. good to me. Yeah, I, I try to think about if that happened here in Charlotte, how we would feel because we're both pretty hardcore Charlotte Independence fans. I mean, we've had you know rumblings of MLS coming, and we definitely felt conflicted on it because it's like if they can do it well. Like you said, more soccer, the better. And growing the game is really what we all want. We want this sport to become more popular for a multitude of reasons in this country. And But at the same time, it's like, do you want to sacrifice your own actual club where you have the most hardcore fans and you've built memories and stuff? I mean, honestly, a big part of why Ben lives in Charlotte is because of the Charlotte independence. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think I'd want to trade that for a very corporate team, and I don't know that that's what the Greenville Pro team is going to be, but it's definitely something I've thought a lot about with, like you said, all the stuff happening up in Chattanooga and Detroit, and in a way Greenville as well, it's just it's definitely tricky, and I was just curious what your opinion on it was, Things how, you know, you're so hardcore, Greenville FC, you're actually living in Greenville every day and all that and what your thoughts on it was.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, if I had to summarize it, it'd be like, you know, again, I love soccer, I love the love the atmosphere provides for fans um but not at the expense of of what people have built and uh, you know not that other people can't build their own but in a in a market like a Chattanooga or like a Greenville and again total rookie here so I'm not I'm not going even going to imply that I know all the ins and outs of how this works right yeah but um you, a lot of people wish that there was uh, the ability for, you know, coexistence, and mm-hmm. that there be some uh, working together and mm-hmm. uh, and all that. Um, you just don't know how that's going to pan out. It obviously, it's pretty early in terms of Greenville's situation, uh, Chattanooga. You
2: know, I. Yeah, that one feels a bit different because they've been around yeah. for like ten years. They're like exactly, and they, they're they're they, bigger than a lot of USL clubs.
1: Exactly, and then and the ownership there changing and shifting directions is kind of undermining the other, you know, the club. It kind of just seems, you no, know, wrong. Little little red cardish, <laughs> yeah. little little yellow cardish, red cardish, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: we need uh, some VAR to figure out the situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it is it is tough though because, I mean, I I'm very much so a rookie too when it comes to um, understanding the soccer landscape and things like that. But it's, as far as I can tell and how, what I've heard in different examples, it feels like it's basically completely new territory. Mm-hmm. It's definitely new territory for Greenville. Um, yes. And, and a market such as this to have two, for better or for worse, competing markets or competing ownership groups, um, not going against each other, but um, having the same. market space in a sense yeah and it's it's i've tried to continually and i've i've not done this at times but i've tried to uh to keep a a wait and see approach um similar to the way you are i I feel that we we kind of got to keep our our heads level um because we don't know we 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 don't know too much about um greenville pro soccer and, and d3 and and what it looks like to have two competing soccer teams in the same city Um, it ultimately is good like you said it's it's a good problem to have essentially i mean more soccer um, by default is good Um, if it brings people what you found in in tailgating with your family that experience then that's good i i I don't know how you can really deny that that's a a negative but Mm -hmm. it's tough it is, it is tough, and it is uncharted territory, I suppose.
1: That it is. I at, mean, least, I know. at
0: least for me, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: But what I do know is that Greenville FC was a very awesome product in their first year. Great club. Yeah. You know, they packed out uh, Furman Stadium a good number of times, mm-hmm. had a lot of passionate support. They won the Carolina Classico against Asheville City, which pretty much was my favorite story of all of 2017. Yeah. and uh, they got a lot of great, passionate supporters, including you and your family. And Lugnut winning the 2018 supporter of the year. I mean, that's that's awesome that mm-hmm. that happened. Especially now, like you said when we were talking privately a bit, not only is it awesome for you guys, but it's also awesome for all of Greenville FC.
1: Absolutely, you know, that's I mean, so cool. Absolutely, I mean that's you know obviously he was the cute face of it, but it was you know the the Milton operatives always showed up in numbers and always chanted and drummed and, and we were there for ninety plus just with our squad battling. So I mean that's just mm. that's how we're gonna be. That's what we're gonna do and hopefully that um that continues throughout years and years.
2: So are the uh the folks who sponsored that award are they gonna send y'all like a plaque or something? Uh, I don't I was curious how that worked or if you knew at all.
1: Um so I do understand that through this we're gonna be able to design our own scarf and we're gonna get fifty free scarves um is my understanding. So our our plan is to collab with some people on the design and then to um, selfishly reserve a few for ourselves. (laughs) And then uh, we're going to take the rest of them and uh, sell them and put that money back into the supporters group so we can get some drums and flags Mm -hmm. and whatever else we need to uh, rock Eugene Stone.
2: Yeah, that's
0: that's, awesome. That's really cool. It's kind of like a pay it forward type of thing.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's, that's, um, that's awesome. like I said, he's he, he's definitely the cute face, but um, it would take, uh, takes all of us, and we were all out there, so we're going to put that money back into the SG. They'll be available to sell. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, within that, I don't know, I think people would pay $25 to $30 or 20 to $30 for a scarf. I think that's pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: if you can somehow get Lugnut's cute face on yeah, a like scarf. Yeah, like screaming like a battle
2: cryer. <laughs> I, mean, I think people awesome, would pay man. like $100 paint. Yeah. I, well, it, it definitely is
1: limited edition in the terms that it's 50, but we want to make it. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah we want to make it, um, I don't know, we don't want to make it too childish, too crayonish, if you will, but we're going to definitely oh, yeah. incorporate some type of uh, lug nut-ish um, um, into that scarf, and from there we'll um, hopefully again sell some of those to to anyone interested and put that money back into the club and the sports group so we can, uh, again, we'll have more equipment, more flags more we're gonna be bigger and better louder yeah
0: when uh maybe Lugnut or somebody else in greenville fc or whoever can win uh supporters supporter of the year next year so we can we can keep it in greenville
1: absolutely <laughs> repeats i like it yeah <laughs>
2: but, um i don't think i have any other questions for your grinch i don't know if yeah. Ben has anything I, I think that's definitely good i mean
0: it's is there anything you would like to highlight as far as like your um your support of Greenville FC or anything you feel like we maybe didn't cover um, in in that
1: spectrum, I suppose? Sure. So right now we're in the works with uh, WSPA, your uh, Megan and and Jack Roper here at the local news station, uh, for an appearance on Tuesday. Uh, We've we've been invited to be on the show, um, so we definitely want to keep the club highlighted and spotlighted in all of this. This is not about any one individual. This is about keeping Greenville FC in the spotlight, to let the people in this community know that there's an awesome soccer experience in this area. And if you want to have a good time, come out and rock Eugene stone or wherever, you know, wherever the club's going to be, wherever we are, supporters yeah. group, follow them on social media, follow them on all the, keep up with them. Uh, we want to, uh, we want to show up in numbers and support this club. So cool. look for that, look for that um, possibly that, you know, WSPA. We're hoping this next Tuesday, we're waiting on them to confirm uh, but should be Lugnut uh, and a, and a, a supervised an adult representative of Lugnut <laughs> and uh, uh, Richard and Marco. So we're hoping that that's, that's going to pan out for Tuesday and then um, cool. we'll be on the TV show to be able to spotlight the club.
2: Oh, that sounds great. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. And thank you so much for your support, both, you know, through Patreon and just, you know, spreading the word out there about us through Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff throughout the season. Absolutely. We've really appreciated it and all the encouraging words you've given us over the months. And uh, definitely good to have some faces down there in Greenville in the supporters culture because, you know, that's really – that's what we love about soccer and especially amateur soccer is mm. the way the communities get around their teams. And you guys
1: are a big part of that. Absolutely. Yep, to end it, Greenville right. till I die.
2: All right, man. Yeah. All right, bye. Bye. Right. And there you have it. Thank you so much to Grinch for taking the time to talk with us and Alex and everyone we've ever interviewed ever Mm. on this podcast this season. Uh, This will be our last episode of the season. Sad tears. Uh, Amateur soccer is officially over uh, the day, like yesterday, when uh, who was it that won the title? It wasn't Reading. It was the other two. Um, Foothills something, another? Yeah, Calgary,
0: Foothills. I think there's a fire in there somewhere maybe uh, a Canadian maybe, team, maybe I'm yes. telling the NPSL championship just was yesterday too
2: oh was it yeah. I, I stopped paying attention not a long time ago
0: with yeah. the whole our teams being knocked out who won that one um Miami FC I think the one that was in the NASL Miami something too that just seems so unfair yeah I definitely that's <laughs> I saw somebody say on there oh surprising the team that had the most money won the championship mm. um yeah such
2: as <laughs> capitalism and soccer yep <laughs> but uh Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, but seeing as how the amateur season is pretty much over, we've interviewed all of our Patreon members who mm-hmm. are at the uh, that level. We're pretty much going to be gone for a while. I'm not sure exactly when we'll start back. Uh, we yep. might uh, change up the format slightly. Uh, next year's going to be pretty busy, but we definitely are going to come back with some episodes, do some cool stuff, going to visit some stadiums when we can. Yep. And uh, thank you guys so much. Um, you know, you know where to follow us on the Twitters and what have you, and mm-hmm. you know, stay subscribed. <laughs> One day, randomly, in 2019, you'll see our wonderful faces pop up, and you'll know, hey, they got a new episode. <laughs> but until then, I've been Chris. And I've been Ben. And I uh, have a fun, non-amateur, but pro-soccer-tastic <laughs> uh, rest of the 2018. Pro-soccer-tastic. Amateur. <laughs>